This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thank you for downloading the Homestore Radio podcast. I thought I'd say that in a way that it was going to sound like it was a, you know, like a professional recorded link. What did you think, guys? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you've got some way to match Sam, who's uh, broadcasting uh, the Valencia game was exemplary and an example. Well, it wouldn't be exemplary if it was an example, yeah, would it? Uh, Sam, Sam works for a big broadcasting corporation. <laughs> Do you think I'll give it away with that acronym? He's good, though. You know? He's very good at what he does. Go give it <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing at my joke. Um, yes, you're right. No, Sam was, Sam was excellent. If you haven't seen our videos yet, go to our Facebook page. And, uh, and have a look top presenting job that's what i you know i'm not really interested in being on the video as you can tell um if you do watch the videos i'm not really got the face for it so uh if you like to see the top of chris's head while he reads his, his <laughs> when i read my yeah, exactly i read my uh my ipad with my notes he's, on it. he's playing pokemon actually i reckon well you say that i briefly did have a quick look to see if there were any pokemon in the skybox at sellers but regrettably not other, other satellite channels are available because occasionally games are on BT Sport as well. Yeah, yeah, but they also don't use that box. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, first first show back for the season. It's still a, it was a pre-season uh, show, really, and it had it had the feel of a pre-season show. Bit rusty, struggling with uh, both me and Patrick were struggling with our allergies throughout the course of it, but uh, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Plenty to enjoy. Um, I'm sure you'll be glad to have us back. We're glad to be back. Had some lovely messages uh, throughout the course of the day, and actually throughout the course of the summer, with people missing us as well, uh, wondering when we were going to return. We are back. So, um, and not just that, you're going to get get our usual podcast plus an additional preview podcast. So that's two podcasts a week from us. You lucky, lucky people. It is, it is worth pointing out, actually. I'm just going to, as a kind of preview for the podcast, um, from Tim Green, at Timothy Green 88 has tweeted about the show, uh, in particular the um, four-word previews, um, my performance. It was a delivery and articulation of emotion that made it. Bloody hell, that sounded good for a Sunday. So if that isn't going to make you want to carry on listening, I don't know what is. <laughs> read out praise for yourself. Yes. Exactly. Well, you won't praise me, will you? Absolutely not. Um, 
So yeah, yeah, we we we're stuck because it's a pre-season. We're a bit stuck for things to sort of do in the intro. Usually, we've got a couple of subjects we'll talk about. Same for the outro. So what we've got to do? So we've got some questions left over from some of the videos we were trying yesterday, which involved a complicated lie detecting device. Um, so I'm just going to ask these questions to the panel uh, instead. So Nick and Patrick, tell yourself, Nick. Um, well, Patrick, I'm going to give you the, the philosophical one. I've got a, a specialist one for Nick in a moment. Okay. Um, so this is. Would you rather live one life that lasts 1,000 years or live 10 lives that last 100 years each? I think that's an easy one. 10 lives that last 100 years each. Mm. Mm. Would they overlap? Can I tell you why? Of course, yeah. We want to know your thinking. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm a very much live-in-a-moment type of a person, so I don't look too far ahead. So I think the fact that you, you you only have... You know what? Uh, you know whatever. Ten years, then you're gone. You come back again. I think it'd be kind of exciting to experience different things each time I came back. So, I think I'd prefer that just one long, boring life. <laughs> Would you um just ten short, boring lives? <laughs> exactly. No, <laughs> no, ten exciting. Sorry, good yeah, lives. that's what I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you um, support a different team in each life, just to see what it was like? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you know so, what? Do you know why, Nick? Why? When I was a young man, my father said to me, CPSC, <laughs> so that would probably be the same thing for 10 lives, wouldn't it? So, yeah. uh, on, on that subject, so you, you know, you, you're, a, you're, a, you're a good guy, Patrick. I think you're, you're one of the world's good guys, in my view. Oh, you don't, you don't, thank you. Thank you so much. Right. You don't, you know, you're not, you're not a big fan of swearing, you know, you're a oh, you know, respectful yeah. man. A lot of time for family and friends, all that kind yep. of stuff. Yep. You know, so, and I asked you that question, how would you avoid, um, you know, if you had a, a life of a thousand years, you know, I think it would just be full of the same sort of joy and a lot of golf uh, and that right. kind of stuff. <laughs> exactly. How would, how would you avoid just living 10 lives the same of a hundred years each? You know, what, what, what differences, what, what different things would you do? I get married 10 times. That would be the first thing. <laughs> the okay, what about the other nine lives? No, I've been married. I've been married. I've been married 25 years, by the way, in about two more, two weeks to the same person, obviously. So I definitely changed it up a little bit. I get married. Every time I get married, I get married at like nine years old for like a year. I get married very young. So that would make it a little different. Um, I wouldn't play golf, obviously, because that would get boring after a while. But I would definitely always support the same football team, Palace. And maybe one of those ten lives, I might actually get to see him win a cup for crying out loud. <laughs> in a, would you would you live one of those ten lives in a slightly malevolent or evil way, just because you you can? Yes. No, I would yeah. because I'm because I'm the person I am. One of those lives have to be, have to be the most um, evil, yeah. uh, sadistic, nasty person ever, just to experience what that was like. Just what, what it's like being Roy Keane. Yeah, no, <laughs> to flip that around, uh, Nick, would, Donald would, Trump. Uh, Nick, if you had the same question, would you live any of those lies in a good way? <laughs> I'm incredulous. Incredulous at that question. Uh, that's yeah, just my little joke. Yeah. I'd try living in Scotland for one of them. All right, yeah. And, uh, I'd spend one of them travelling. Travelling the world. But I'd hate to be a thousand years old. Could you imagine how you look? You'd look like Frank Boff. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Do you think that's what happened? Anyway, let's not get let's not get bogged down in that. Got some more questions for afterwards, but I'm going to ask you your one question for the intro, Nick. Um, okay. I really wanted to. I asked Ben this question. Sadly, I'm not sure whether we're going to release the video of it because there's there was no real payoff in it. But he answered this question. Uh, I said, "Would you?" And Mikey wrote this. So I'm going to have to say that now. Just don't blame me for it. He says, "Would you rather secretly have sex with a goat or have everyone think you had sex with a goat even though you didn't?" <laughs> and Ben. 
And Ben went with the first option. Anyway. Um, he, he did not. He did. He did. All I'm going to say about that question is you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Nick. That's your best pun ever. It really <sighs> is. That was brilliant. I, um, let's leave it there. We're going to do, <laughs> do next question in the outro. Enjoy the show. Let's talk about the next generation of fantasy football. At FanDuel, you select a team of Premier League players for a single day's fixtures. That means you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch and win in one day. When your players nail it on the pitch, you rack up points and jump up the real money leaderboard. FanDuel's scoring system uses Opta stats to reflect every player's true on-field contribution. So, outscore your opponents and win cash for your football expertise. Every Premier League match day with FanDuel and just for Homestale radio listeners we've got an extra special offer right now when you sign up use the promo code PALACE that means if you don't make money in your first contest FanDuel will refund your entry fee up to £10 so go to FanDuel.co.uk and use the promo code PALACE to grab the offer now what are you waiting for? terms apply over 18s only please play responsibly Hello and welcome to Homestar Radio. I, I am Chris Hambling, um, and we, we are back. Helping me today um, for our season preview show, we have Patrick O'Connor. Hello. Hello. We have Nicholas Gillard. Hello. And we have a metaphorical empty chair where Jell Holyoke was going to be, uh, but he's, he's not here, unfortunately. But uh, we'll be, uh, we'll be pushing on with the, with the show just without him. You know, we miss him terribly. But today we're going to be bringing you a preview of the season ahead, looking at transfers, you know, how the squad's shaping up, how the friendlies have gone, and how us fans are feeling in general ahead of the big kickoff. We'll be right back after this short message. Homestale Radio, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. Right, uh, well, bef- before we get underway with uh, we're talking about the, the season, got a fair few bits of admin, uh, given that this is our first show back. Uh, first of all, can I direct you to our new website? Go to holradio.net uh, to see what we've come up with over the course of the summer. Uh, be plenty going on that throughout the season, videos, um, uh, blogs, uh, just, you know, there's some, some bios on there if you want to know a little bit more about us, all that kind of stuff, and It'll be, um, I'm sure it'll grow as the, as the season goes on, but it's a place you can get in contact with us directly as well. Uh, just get involved with it. It's, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a really good new resource for us uh, this season. Uh, videos are mentioned in the course of, uh, of, of the new website. We've got plenty of those uh, from yesterday where we did uh, a little bit of commentary at Sellers Park uh, against Valencia. So um, if you go to our Facebook uh, account or you go to look at us on twitter um we've, we've published those videos there and um, they're, they're pretty funny one of which involves uh, lucy getting electrocuted which is always good um so yeah do hope you enjoy that uh, it was you've seen it <laughs> lucy you know? getting electrocuted is always good yeah yeah well uh, sorry if you see the video you'll understand why i said it in that way <laughs> Uh, it was in relation to a question where she lied to me, just told me lies. <laughs> anyway, we've also uh, bringing in a preview show for the season. Um, we'll be, I think that's that first one of those is on Friday. Oh, I haven't got the details in front of me, which is a little bit frustrating. I'm sure they're here somewhere. But yeah, we'll be doing that on Friday. I think releasing that as a as a podcast only ahead of the um, each fixture uh, 
for the, for the season. That would be a different lineup. I think we've got Terence hosting that. Um, be interesting, interesting sort of to take a take a look at the game coming up. Tried to sort of tag it on on the show before, but obviously our shows uh, can get a little long when we're doing stuff like that. So I thought we'd um, we'd spoil you by giving you two shows a week from here on. I have sort of just said two shows a week. I dare say that um, the preview show might not be fully weekly throughout the course of the season initially. Uh, just put a little bit of pressure on the guys there by telling them they have to do it every week. Um, also coming up this season, we'll be having interviews with both. Well, we've got Steve Parrish. Hopefully that'll be next week. Um, trying to sort that out at the moment. And uh, we've also got an interview with Paddy McCarthy. It will be coming up soon. Obviously, Paddy retiring at the end of last season. Uh, I think that's everything we've got for now. We've got a new sponsor as well, um, which you may have heard in the lead up to the show. That's also worth talking about. We'll be talking about that in a bit of detail later on, about how you can get involved. But they are called Fangio. Um, that's F-A-N space D-U-E-L, as I said it quite quickly. Um I'll, say, I'll, I'll run you through the details of that later on. That replaces our sort of usual fantasy football league, um, and they, you know, they've launched for the Premier League this season. You know, it's a, ma- it's a massive deal. We're very, very thankful for them to get on board with us, and uh, I hope you enjoy uh, playing their games as well. I think that's everything, lads. There you go. You can speak now. Um, so I think the the place we've got to start. I mean, we will talk about the fact we played Valencia yesterday, and what a what a very good uh, game that actually was to go and watch. But um, I think I think the best thing we can do to kick us off is we want to talk about the transfers. We want to talk about how uh, how the squad's shaping up, and mainly you know the, the nervousness of the fact we haven't got a striker in. And we've got a, a clip recorded uh, from fan outside the ground yesterday uh, coming right up now. I'm hoping that we have more of the first season we had last season, but to do that we need to get some quality strikers in. Seems to be the recurring theme today. Strikers, yes. I mean, it was lovely that Conor Wickham kept that ball and put it in the net on the second attempt, but he's, if he gets injured, you've got no one. Balassi's not a striker. He's everything but that. And it's obvious to everyone, except maybe the management, that we need to get strikers in. I'm hoping that they're doing things in the, in the background, because... Um, yeah, I'm used to um, waiting for the last minute on, on transfer deadline and then you get Kevin Dolan and you go, oh. <laughs> well, um, yeah, well, hopefully we won't be getting Kevin Doyle again. Um, but, you know, echo the, the family spoke to you there, echoing the, the thoughts of many at the moment. First of all, it is worth noting we have done some good transfer business, but we are talking about the strikers. Um, I'm going to start with you, Patrick. Um, you can... You've, We've got to be concerned, right, at the moment, with, with one striker, Conor Wickham? Yeah, I mean, it's obvious. Um, I know, I'm sure we're doing stuff in the background. And obviously, the, the name you're hearing is Benteke, and um, I'm concerned about how long that's taken. I always, I always get concerned when a, when a transfer gets like talked about for more than a week. I never think it's ever going to happen. So, But obviously, you have to be concerned because we don't really have anybody, Chris, like even a younger player we can even put into the squad as a, as a, a learning player because, you know... Listen to you guys yesterday on the, on the radio, and you talk about Keshi Anderson. But Keshi's, you know, at the age now, he's got to go out and play somewhere. He's not going to be big enough or good enough to play for us right now. Uh, I saw a dapper play over here in uh, in the states in Philadelphia. Big kid, strong, but he's very raw. Mm. So we've got to go out and sign someone. I think we'll sign a, a, a striker, but I think it's going to actually go down to deadline day. Really, kind of. Ma- well, start starting the season though with, you know, you know, obviously you want to, especially if you're spending big money. You want to make the right signing, but Nick, is it really acceptable to start the season with just Connor Wickham? 
if it means we have a decent end, uh, end of transfer window show with lots of cowbells, then yes, it is <laughs> worth it. But um, yeah, it's 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 shocking because we got the two early transfers in. We Three. we for the the early transfers in. Um, I thought, oh, there'll be a nice, easy summer. We'll get we'll get players in really early, and it, it just seems to have gone to pot, doesn't it? But the, the rumours about Benteke seem to have surfaced again. Mm. So, you well, know, he's, he's not out with his team at the moment, is he? And I did hear a rumour that um, he was at the game yesterday, but I don't know how true that is. I, I don't think that is true at all. I think, so, well, no, he wasn't. <laughs> I'll just say that now. But um, for, for me, it's it's great to be linked with those players. And, and I think that it really has sort of heightened uh, the sort of level of hysteria being linked with Benteke. Everyone talks about him as proven goals. You know, he didn't have the yes, he hasn't had the greatest time at Liverpool. That that's fair. They don't really play to his strengths, but he does sort of strike you as the the exact sort of player we need uh, in, in the system that we play. Um, when you're talking about a deal over thirty million pounds, and you're talking about us making that deal, you've got to accept that there's a complexity that goes along with that. Um, but at the same time, you've also got to expect that we can't surely be the only suitors for Christian Benteke. Uh, and I'm sure, at least if not him, his agent will be thinking, why why the rush? Why do I want to get him off to, to, to the first available club? Let's string this out as long as we possibly can. And it's it's what's the balance? You know, Do you abandon the chance of signing a, a top international striker with a proven Premier League record? For a, for a huge sum of money, do you abandon that just because you can't get it done quick enough, or do you, you know, is, is this a who blinks first situation? It's very difficult. Uh, I certainly wouldn't want to be the one having to make that decision, but that's that's the game we're playing now, isn't it? You know, a lot of Premier League money. There's a lot of, you know, there's a a lot of movement about, and quite often it just takes one other deal to kick a whole load of movement. Uh, it really does, uh, Patrick. Yeah, and the thing is, because I think we're also going to have to add one more striker. You know, in the past, we've always gone out and loaned, you know, a player like uh, Sonogo or last year Bamford. And I think this year, we're either going to buy a young player or sign one. Because I know what it's been rumored about James Wilson, the kid that yeah, was at yeah. Man United. Uh, I guess it was Brighton last year. So we're going to have to bring, I think we need at least two new players in or two strikers in. I think one will be a proven striker, one will be obviously a, a young player, maybe on loan or again, a permanent buy. Yeah. Nick? Yeah, I agree with what you were saying about the complexity of deals, but you've also got added on to that in in this rich new premiership world with the extra money that's in. Um, they know we want a striker. They're going to bump the price up to silly money. I mean, Ross McCormick, 12, 13 million? Yeah, yeah. And that, he that's... To, to... He went to... Uh, um, to what is it to... Oh, I can't remember. It wasn't, he went from Norwich. Fulham to, to somewhere anyway, anyway. but it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. But, but that's, that's the point, and, and that's where you start getting into this territory. We start talking about a 30 million deal and it being silly money, but given the increase in wealth in the Premier League and the fact that we're at the start of a new three-year uh, financial fair play cycle, it actually it isn't that stupid a, a stupid of money. It really isn't. Um, as, as awful as it sounds to say that, it really does. Uh, I'd look, I just, I, I'm, I, I worry that that this is a deal that's not going to happen. As, as Patrick says, you know, these things drag on for a bit once they hit the press. You start thinking it's, it's never going to be. But at the same time, think about how long Kabai took to sign. Because um, that was in the press pretty much from the end of the, the season before. Uh, and that took 
forever and a day, I think the phrase is. Um, but then you got the other side of it where Conor Wickham just sort of popped out of nowhere and signed within a, within a day of being linked. So it, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to know what to believe. There's all sorts of things in the press about how many bids we've made, the fact we've agreed terms with him personally, but not agreed terms of Liverpool. You know, all, all I will say is that the the information coming out of Liverpool that, that was quoted, what Jurgen Klopp said basically, was that no one's put in a bid of a suitable amount for, for Liverpool to sell as yet. So whatever you think of all the different whys and wheres and all that kind of stuff, that's that's where we are at the moment. We've not had a bid accepted for Christian Benteke. And as Alan Pardew said, we've got four or five options. So there you go. Nick? Yeah, fair play to Klopp, by the way, for not answering the Sun journalist question yesterday. I was giving a bit of uh, kudos for that. Um, the thing is... <sighs> Parish and co are getting so much stick again. I know, no, we don't like to talk about social media too much, but people, people like as if Parish doesn't know that we need a striker. You know, get off their case. They're, they're, they're trying to. I don't want to be an, an apologist <laughs> for Steve Parish, but you know, it's not like they're not doing anything. Yeah, that's that is. You have, I do have to admit, some some of the the frustration of the situation is more aimed at some of the reaction. You don't. The idea that the board don't want us to sign a striker or aren't aware that we need one is is genuinely laughable. Um, whether or not you feel that they're deserving of criticism for the fact we haven't done so yet, you know, fine, you can think like that. I can't, you know, it's an, it is actually an opinion because not really, none of us really know the facts of the matter. I would suggest the facts of the matter probably are more along the lines of it's very difficult to get a deal done, is pr- as has been proven over the course of the time I've watched football you know but but yeah okay maybe it could be some ineptitude on there i don't know i very very much doubt it but um but yeah you, you're right nick to, to to pour a bit of scorn on that it's it's certainly not the case that we've that no one's aware we've we've been in the premiership long enough premier league sorry we've been in the premier league long enough for them to know their onions a little bit more now and we can't where well, they they won't be able to use the naivety kind of tag so much now i don't think yeah, absolutely. And I've seen some some hilarious stuff, really, when you when you actually analyse it, of people saying, "I'm f- I'm fed up with this. This is the last straw for CPFC 2010." You're like, "What do you mean the <laughs> the last the last straw? How much have they actually?" You know, okay, everyone you know makes makes wrong turns here and there, blah 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 blah. I'm sure you can't call it a perfect ownership, but well, I'll rise to the <laughs> to where we are. It's, it's phenomenal how few teams have done anything like what we've done ever. You know what I mean? It's it's unbelievable to suggest it's that the, the ownership we've had under 2010 and the the leadership that Barrett Parish has given us is anything but brilliant. You know, but, um, but maintaining that Palace ethos of going on that brilliant run at the start of last season where we thought we get to Europe and then worry about relegation at the other end of the season, we're still doing it the Palace way. That's what people want. We are, yeah. That's the one thing uh, of Steve Barrett has talked about getting rid of, you know, getting rid of that kind of typical Palace attitude. So one thing he still hasn't managed to do was do, do our best to keep it that way. But uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, it's not. It's not just all about Christian Benteke. I, you know, I do think that that's that's exactly the right target, and I really hope that something, you know, something comes off there. But we've been linked with other players as well uh, in the striker. Areas been linked with um, Saido Berahino. We'll talk about him in a bit. Kumar Babakar, as as um, Patrick said, James Wilson as the kind of uh, youngest or sort of promising striker. Um, so th- those those are the forwards that the main forwards we've been linked with. Um, but just on on the forwards issue, one of the the things that has 
pushed people's reaction perhaps a little bit further than than just not getting Benteke was the sale of Dwight Gale as well you know oh why have we let someone go and we haven't brought someone in all that kind of stuff now to do this gently <laughs> um, Gale well first of all look you know look at look at who signed Dwight Gale it wasn't a Premier League team you know there was like if, if you want to know how many teams in the top division didn't sign you know didn't want Dwight Gale just look at the Premier League table all of them. Not one of those teams wanted Dwight Gale in this transfer window. So that that tells you how he's viewed by the by the, the football world, in that he's not up to Premier League standard. It's just that is just a fact. Um, having said that, you know I appreciate he's given us some great moments. I appreciate the fact that he's a superb finisher when he gets chances, and and he was also an, an improving player. But Dwight Gale is 26 in a month's time. You know we were offered by all accounts, 10 million quid for him. Um, we had to take that, didn't we, Nick? We did indeed. And, and you talk about nobody from the Premier League came in for him. Who came in for him um, during last season? Was Bristol City one of them? Yeah, Somebody Bristol else City, from, yeah. And from lower league. So it's it's a shame because I like the player a lot. And that the, the part he played in the free all against Liverpool, you know, mm. makes him almost a Palace legend. Yeah, this is uh, it's, so funny, it's funny somebody would make some kind of legends feature in a show. That'd be quite good, actually. <laughs> it would, would be good, wouldn't it? No, he's um, yeah, he, he gave us a couple of iconic moments, definitely. But yeah, he certainly, certainly, I think I, he is overrated. As much as I, I was one of those people who rates him. In fact, I was looking at one of our early videos from a couple of seasons back, and I talked about him as being potentially my favourite player in the squad and with the with the potential that he had. But, you know, it didn't pan out that way. And at some point you do have to cut your losses as much as as much as I thought it'd be better. Um Patrick, go on. Yeah, uh I I echo what you said, Chris. I mean he gave us some great moments, but he played for four or five managers. And during that time, including the guy that bought him, he didn't he never got a real run in the team. And it wasn't all because um he was injured. A lot of times just he just wasn't picked. Now people talk about well he didn't fit our system. Well, no, that's probably why we got rid of him in the first place then, because you can't give a player in a system that doesn't work for him. So, like you, I liked him as a player. I thought he could go on to do big things, but he never materialised. He left off with some great moments. I mean, you know, obviously Liverpool and Aston Villa, etc., and, you know, the, the free kicks at the end of the season last year, the free kick, actually. But there, there weren't enough of those moments, and I know people are going to pine for him. We did it all the time. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna tweet about every goal he scores for Newcastle, yeah. every score Glenn Murray gets for Brighton. We're going to tweet about that. But we've got to move on, and I think that, you know... If, we love, we love not to move on as Palace fans. We like to look back yeah. at what we could have had. So, again, great player, uh, you know, for us and great memories. But, again, he just wasn't the right player. And I'm, I, hope, you know, I hope we get someone to replace him very quickly. You know, we, we need to. And it was, he was a commodity. He was a goal scorer. You know, yep. you could, you could if, there, if a chance fell to him, unfortunately he didn't in the FA Cup final. But generally, say, right, generally final, speaking, please. if a chance fell to him, you know, he would put it away. Right. And, and yeah, you you appreciate that, but what you can't appreciate is is a player who you know I think he probably had maybe four or five decent games in the Premier League when he started. You know, right? I, th- I don't think I'm being unfair in saying that. The rest of it was just little moments off the bench or long pe- long spells of of being pretty much anonymous. You know, trying to lead the line. And I'm not saying that's you know that doesn't make him a decent player. It, you know, it wasn't really his game. You know, but. Oh, I don't know. It, it's it, I find it. What I find frustrating about it is people talk about 
selling Dwight Gale as this huge error, this massive mistake. Right. And I think it'd be a massive mistake not to have sold him for that money now, because he was never going to be the answer. You know, he's had, you know, how many seasons do we have to give him before we accept that he's not going to be the answer? I think we've given him enough. Um, and that's just where I sit on it. And people talk like he's going to go to Newcastle and score 30 goals this season. I guess he could. I guess he could. I, I, won't, I don't think we'll see it. You, you, um, he's playing in a decent side at a lower level, isn't it? You use the word commodity, and that's what it is, football, isn't it? Commodity. Shifting stuff, balancing the books. Getting but, better for what you've, what you've bottom, got. And it's, bottom line is, you know, we, we are shopping in a, in, in a, a higher level than, than Dwight Gale has currently reached. You know, and, and maybe could ever reach. So let's just let's just accept that and, and take the positive from it. And it was it was the right sensible decision to let him go. You know, we had chances didn't really work out. Uh, ben Fleury got in touch earlier on. He said it's hard to pick between uh, Wilfred Bonnie, who's, who's someone I think I've seen Palace fans link us with him, but I've not seen any actual links with with Bonnie um, ourselves. But he's saying hard to pick between the two. But he's also asked um, if there's any youth players to consider, and I think that's that that's the, the the, probably the, the scariest thing if you look at us going into next week without signing another striker is that no <laughs> no absolutely not there's you know in terms of youth products playing up front no one you know we've got two players we've signed from non-league in Freddie Ladapo and, and Keshi Anderson um, who who are the next in line to play up top uh, you know without sticking Balassi in the centre it's that's where we are uh, yeah i I'll, I'd love to give you a different answer, Ben, but I haven't got it. <laughs> uh, any, any more to add, Patrick, on that? Uh, no, again, I think lower down you've got Corey Andrews, but I think he's about 18 years old now. So you're right, Chris, there really isn't anybody. And I think we have to address that as a, as no. a club. What? <laughs> no, no, well, they're, they're young, they're raw. Chuck them in, see how they do. Look at Michael Owen, how young was he? Look at, look at all the, right. the um, golden generation. He was, I mean, he was, I'm, I'm, he, enjoy, was I'm, I'm enjoying your noises, Nick. Go on, Patrick, you take it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he was 17, and listen, he was phenomenal. You know, I just finished reading Leon McKenzie's uh, book, actually, by the way, and he mentions that he played against him in that uh, Youth Cup semi-final when they beat us in two legs, Liverpool, and he got like seven goals. And he said right away he knew uh, Owen was going to be a special player. But, Nick, they, those players, I, I get what you guys always say, you know, if they're good enough, they're young enough or whatever, or good enough, they're old enough. But the thing is, for us, in a situation we're in, we can't afford to throw in a 17-year-old, 18-year-old forward up top because, one, there's a lot of pressure on that kid, for one. And, two, if he doesn't make it, then people start saying, well, why don't you go out and buy Boney or buy Benteke? So I know what you're saying, but Palace can't afford to. Having said that, I really want to see us, you know, blood a couple of young players, but it's not, not a striker, because striker's such a tough position. It's like putting a new goalie, a young goalie in there. But I think some of our young players can get through, but I don't think he's the right, you know, they're the right players right now. Yeah, look, if we, if we had a striker banging them in for fun in yeah, the we, team, we would do it. We'd do it, but we ha- we haven't had that for a long time. If the last person who was sort of banging him in for fun in, in in the youth team was was Kai Kai, but from a sort of more of a wide position. So exactly, it, it's you know it, it's yeah it's, it's we we haven't we haven't got an option there, and that's what makes it um you know even more concerning. <sighs> but seriously, Nick, you bring you what? go like, oh, what about no. Michael Owen? Michael Owen was was, <laughs> was rated ridiculously highly from the age of about thirteen, yep. played throughout the England youth system up to schoolboy level. You know what I mean? We're not talking about just Good about. Boy got a young striker we're talking about the fact that we haven't we haven't got anyone who's played you know professional football <laughs> to come in 
Um, you know, I'm being a bit harsh because you know Keshi obviously went out on loan to, to Doncaster and broke his leg and, and looked a real danger of you know there. But you know, in terms of senior league football uh, as a professional, he's got about eight games. You know, Ladapo's got about two games when he was at Colchester as, seven, as a 17 year old, and nothing since. It's right. It's, they, they aren't options. I'm sorry, they're they're not options in my view. Okay, well then we're in a sorry state of affairs, aren't we? But just going back to what Patrick was saying um, from. We can only blood new players in midfield then because they're too young to go up front. Oh, you can never put a, young, a youngster in defence. Patrick's just said, oh, you can't slick a young, stick a young in in goal. So we can only blood midfielders. And look at well, how long it's taking Johnny Williams to get through. But you know what, Nick, having said that, we could put a couple of fullback because I've seen in the past, Nathaniel Klein, for instance, even though it was championship level, I mean, we've done that in the past, put fullbacks and they've done really well. So... I'll give you this. I'll give you a fullbacks and a couple of midfielders. But you're right. I don't think you put them at central defence, goalie or striker. It's just an it's, it's an age old adage. It just doesn't work. Well done. <laughs> Good response. All right, I might be back. Yes, you, you are, are back. Thank you, boss. Oh, that is odd. How you, how you doing, guys? You're right. Yeah, we're okay. Discussion. All right. Good. Good. I think it might be my headphones. Sorry, everybody. I really do apologise for the for that. Oh. So uh, there was no, it was going really slickly there, Chris. And then you yeah. came and said, "Oh, it's all gone wrong." And if you'd have just carried on as normal, nobody would have noticed. I was, I was. I'll be honest. I was completely freaked out <laughs> because <laughs> I could see the, I could see you, uh, see that you were talking, but I couldn't hear anything. And it, I, yeah, I'm all right now. I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, yeah, I'm slightly traumatised. Um, so, you know, obviously we talk strikers um, all day, really, and, and hopefully something will, sort of, will will change there. But it's not just about who we're, um, you know, who we're looking to bring in at the top of the field. I, I think there's still lots of, of talk about what will be happening elsewhere. We will come on to actually talking about the players we have signed and what a huge, huge positive that is. Just a quick word, obviously, we let... Um, Jake Gray go on a free to to Luton with a heavy sort of sell on clause. Uh, that's that is uh, he was he was very highly thought of Jake Gray and it was was sort of in and around the the sort of first team setup. You know, couple of games on the bench, that sort of stuff. Um, I think he came off the bench in the cup, if I remember rightly. Newcastle. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so well thought of and a bit of a surprise to see him go, but this. This and um, Jerome Bin on Williams going to Peterborough. This is what happened was happened as a result of the the loan system changing because uh, there's no longer a recall for for young players. So it's it's a bit more of a commitment for, to, to send these players out for long periods of time, and it just it kind of just it negates the loan market to a point. So you you really. This is Palace being a Premier League club, looking at players honestly and saying how far are they off being a Premier League regular in all honesty it may never happen let's you know let's let him go but it's a really tough thing to see particularly when you're not expecting it what did you make of it Patrick? Um, I was actually quite shocked when I first saw and read about it Chris but it did make sense I mean like you said I mean Jake was a player and I saw him play over here last year uh, in both uh, two years ago actually at Richmond we were over here the first time Uh, you know good player a lot of people had compared him to like Dougie Freeman type player but you kind of think he wasn't going to necessarily make it, so there was no point in keeping him for this year and maybe sending him out. But like you just said, with the loan, with the loan thing changing, 
it, it, you know, it changes a lot for a lot of players. And this is why, as I said before, I like to see Kai Kai and Boateng and Luke Dre is a little bit young. But a couple of those players get through to the first in this year. Because if we don't, they don't get through this year, we're going to do the same thing the next year. It will be Kai Kai and uh, Boateng going out. You know, yeah, I, on freeze. Yeah, I don't, and, and, and that's scary. I don't want to see that happen, you know? Yeah, I don't think we've seen the, the last of the, the youth players to go permanently either. I really don't. But I um, hope I'm wrong on that. But I, I can see us setting a few more go. Um, but they go, like I say, it, it's it's a different, you know, we're a different club now. We've got to do, we've got a lot of work to do with the academy for a start. You know, the facilities need a huge amount of work. Um, we've got to get ourselves up to being a Premier League club in an academy sense so I think we might have a few fallow years um, you know barring a couple of people here and there a couple of sort of special examples but maybe, I hope maybe I'm wrong on that I'm not too sure um, so Nick yeah we've, we've had a couple of tweets in just on the old uh, Benteke thing at King uh, B that, that first one we've had already we've had already have we um, at Timothy Green 88 uh, says Benteke ticks too many boxes uh, his age is good his type of player is good his knowledge of the league is good his ability to do it down the table too is a good, good selling value as well yeah no so he's, he's, he's right yeah. cheers on that one Tim he's, yeah. he's perfect he's a perfect signing for us but that's that's kind of why as a Palace fan you expect it not to happen I guess isn't it um, but you know fingers crossed on it but a, a person I can't name but sells programmes uh, called John uh, was getting very excited about Benteke yesterday, um, from what he'd been hearing. Yeah, well, as the other side, there's all sorts of, of rumours and people seemingly in the know and all that kind of stuff. But I would just say, bottom bottom line, and that, that's not a dig at anyone, by the way. It's just people, a lot of people talk, and you get, you know, I, you know, what I've been told all sorts of stupid things in the past, and they haven't come to fruition. I've also been told stuff that has. So, it, you know, you never really know what you're hearing. Um, but I what I would say. say I once told Martin Clem, who's listening tonight, hello Martin, that um, uh, Johnny Marr had joined the Stone Roses to, when they played at Reading. And um, I heard it back from somebody else about a month later. Loads and loads of people, the lie had just spread and it finally got back to me. It's great. It's, that's what transfer window's like. It's like a, yeah, like a, mo- a r- rumour that Johnny Marr was going to join the Stone Roses. It's like a modern day parable. Thanks for that, Nick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, okay. There, there we go. So uh, we've also been looking um, looking to move a few players out in terms of uh, in terms of rumours. Uh, Jordan Much is one that suggested might be on the way. Just going to leave that there. <laughs> uh, people who've been listening to the show for a while will know why I just said it in that manner. Uh, what didn't feature didn't feature yesterday though. Um, so let's. I, I won't say anything, but um, should we read too much into the fact he didn't feature yesterday, Nick? I haven't really seen much else. I mean, any reason why that might not be? Why? I don't know. Yeah. Um, he scored some cracking goals. Yeah, yeah. A lot of talk about his performance pre-season. Um, you know, like you say, a couple of a couple of screamers. Uh, but no, um, how much do you read into that? No, I don't, I don't know. He, he's he has his moments, doesn't he? But uh, we've got better players than him. We said to see him go, Patrick. It's a hard one, Chris. I mean, I don't dislike him at all. I think he's a decent player. He hasn't really had a chance, um, you know, in a longer stretch. And uh, preseason, he's been very good. 
the thing about he, the way he plays, he plays a role that I don't think I'm trying to think in my head whether we have someone either on our team or even a youth player plays like box to box the way he plays and that and that shot that he has the ability to score goals from distance. You don't have a player like that, so I think we would we'd miss that part of his game if he can produce it. But I guess honestly, he doesn't really have a spot on our team as far as a starting position, obviously. And then off the bench, he would be give us something different. But again, he hasn't lit, he hasn't lit, lit it up for us. So I, I guess I wouldn't really miss him that much. All right, so there you go. You're being way too generous about it. But bottom line, he's a huge, huge disappointment <laughs> in a Palace shirt. A huge disappointment. And I'm fed up, and I, last season, I got absolutely fed up with the back teeth of people going, well, he runs around a lot. You know, he puts the effort in. Just, Here he comes. When he, when he joined, I thought, fantastic. Great signing. Real goal threat. Good vision. You know, even in pre-season, Luke Dreyer's ten times the player he is in terms of natural vision and, and, and you know being able to actually play football. I don't know what it is with Jordan much. I don't know what I very rarely take such a negative view of a player, but he just hasn't done anything for me. Uh, and pre-season kind of, I got even more frustrated because he knocked in a couple of goals and people, oh, he's going to could break through this year. He's got to move on. For the better, better, you know, for the betterment of his career, he's got to get out of Palace. He's not what we need. Uh, there's no place for him in our midfield. Certainly don't want him in the team being played out of position either because that doesn't do anyone any favours. Doesn't help him get any form and certainly doesn't help us. But uh, look, I, I, for me, the days of having a player who runs around a lot have gone. I'm, I'm, I don't want to see that anymore. I want to see decent players, decent signings. You know, yeah, they still got to put the effort in. You know, and I, and I can't criticise much for the for the effort he puts in. But you know, not not for me, not for me. And, and I, when he was left out of the team yesterday, I thought. You know, unless, unless we're talking about an injury here, that looks like writing on the wall. And I, and I say, for both parties, I put it put it as nicely as I can. For both parties, I think it would be the best thing if uh, if he moves on as quickly as possible for as much money as possible. There you go. That's all right, wasn't it? Are we going to do the the proper version as extra pod content? Uh, yeah. Okay. But actually, uh, Joe's been in touch. Joe's obviously supposed to be on today, and. Um, but has instead decided to spend the time ranting and raving at, uh, at his internet provider. Um, he's he's back in much. He's saying, I've got much. He's back. Needed time to bed in. Looked okay pre-season. Hashtag Hambo hates him. And, Jill, uh, and Lucy is back in jail as well, saying that she agrees. Well, you two idiots. And neither of you are on the show. You can't do anything about it. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, me, and, me and Joe have disagreed about a lot of players uh, in the past, but I can't. Can't agree him on that. I, what I do agree with on, on much, and bearing in mind this is coming from me, who spent hours slagging him off on this show, I do think people did did get on him, get on his back a bit quickly. Um, yeah. It took it took a while for me to join that, to be honest with you. Um, and I do think, yeah, okay, if those who, who do criticise his effort are wrong, I, I will say anyone who criticises the effort much puts in are incorrect. As I would say, anyone who thinks he's a footballer is incorrect. Boom. Right. Uh, also being <laughs> wow. to leave the club. Uh, Mile Jednak. So obviously stripped of the captaincy. No. Uh, go on, what? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> weird sounds from all of us tonight. That can't happen. Well, there you go. He has. Yeah, he's been stripped of the captaincy. That's, that has it. That's kind of a sensationalist way of putting it, to be honest with you. You know, he's he's been replaced by Scott Dan as a captain. Obviously, that, that at the very least, that says to Mile Jednak, you are no longer... You know, a regular starter in the palace. And there 
it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com this lineup but rumors of a uh, a bid from aston villa for him uh, what do we think about that then patrick i would hate that um i'm a big dead neck fan um i tweeted out a few weeks uh, a few days ago that under his uh, leadership we've never done better as a club if you think of where we came from from the championship winning the uh, playoffs you know finishing in the top 10 etc staying in the premier league and then having an fa cup final i think he's been a great leader for us and i'm and i'm i've always been a big fan of his so I think the leadership that he provides has been something that people don't always recognize as far as off the field stuff, not just on the field. But I understand that there's a change in the guard with Dan. Uh, you know, one, we want to keep Dan, obviously, because there were rumors that he might be going out. And obviously, he's been a couple of years. He captained teams in the past, and he's a good leader. So I've got no problem with that, but I would hate to see uh, Jednek leave. You know, just what he provides on the field, but I think off the field, he's a very good leader. And I think we need that in the background on this team. Yeah, yeah. Again, I mentioned this yesterday in our commentary in the Valencia game when we talked to, to Dougie at the end of last season. That podcast is still available. If you haven't heard it, do hear it. It's, it's fantastic from Dougie. It really is. Not bad from us either. And uh, But he talked about changing Palace by getting leaders through the door. And, and that's that's what Mile is, isn't it? You know, he's, he's a proper leader. Um, but what what we've seen we know his shortcomings don't we you know and, and that's with again with the greatest respect he's you know at premier league level you put him under pressure on the ball and and his passing can suffer you know i don't think that's an unfair comment um but so nick does it sort of stand to reason that your your captain has to be picked every week it would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, it Plus, also, I think it would uh, help to groom Scott Dan into becoming an England player more quickly if he's got the captaincy of a Premiership club, Premier League club, sorry. And I think he's done it for that way. Um, Jedi has... Um, I don't know what that is in the background. No, ignore it. Be professional. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, It sounds like one of those election vans. You know, like at the start... <laughs> around years ago on <laughs> the back of Bowman. No, um, Jedi, you've got, you got to remember he, he did turn down a move to Stoke last um, last season, last mm. transfer window in the season, uh, January transfer window last season. Um, so he's, he's shown his commitment to us. Well, yeah, although, well, that could, I don't know, that could have been terms, I guess, but really. Um, but I, think, I, I really do think that this, the whole Scott Dan captaincy is more down to grooming him towards England ship, if there's mm. such a word. No chance. Yeah, <laughs> I'll reserve judgment on that. It's, it's got down to 29, isn't it? I think, you know, it's not like... 
Exactly. It's not like he's going to have a long England career if he gets in the squad, but he, he absolutely should. Believe me, I, I think he's better than a lot a lot of the people that do get picked, but um, that'll be another debate throughout the course of the season. You know, we'll see what happens with, with Allardyce as England manager, but we're not uh, we're not talking about that today. Uh, just a quick note, we got a message in from John Nightingale, uh, just talking about the general topics we've covered so far. Uh, I can see us chasing Benteke until the window shuts and ending up with nobody. Campbell is back, to, back up to Wickham, doesn't sit right, certainly doesn't when he's not fit as well. I uh, don't think he wants to come to us, and if we can't afford what Liverpool are asking, then we should walk away. Personally, I don't think it's about what we can and can't afford. I genuinely think it's about trying to get the best possible deal we can get, if if the rumours are to be believed about what we've bid and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but John also continues that Gale was still our, our second best strike, and we sold him without knowing we have better alternative coming in. That's madness. Don't agree, John. Uh, if we if we don't sell him there and then. Um, do we get that money for him? Does it? Did he want to stay anyway? He could be our second best striker, but we don't want to be there uh, and doesn't play particularly well as a result. Then, then is he really any better? Any any work? You know, any better than Fraser Campbell? Is he any better than having no one up there? You know, in the, I, I just I think it was the right time to to let him go. I don't think I don't think we're going to end the transfer window without signing a, a striker or two. I, I really don't. We might, you know, there's a difference between starting the season and ending the transfer window without, without a striker. We could easily start the season without another one, but we won't end the window without one. I, I can, if, if we, you know, I, I don't want to eat my words on that. And then, you know, but it's, it's better than starting a season without a manager, which is, you know, the palace. Yeah, exactly. We've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. Um, in terms of who will go before transfer deadline day, uh, deadline day, uh, Dan Dania is that a name? Dania Wright uh, has said that uh, things much uh, Chungy and maybe Jedi will go. Uh, Palace scout reckons much Anderson on loan and Chung Yong Lee uh, would be happy to lose Balassi if it meant getting Benteke or Bonnie and a fox in the box. Uh, I'll go more on more of those in just a minute, but let's let's talk a little bit about Yannick. You you went really high pitch there, Patrick. Oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a big fan of his, and and I think just like uh, when we when we've added players in the past, I think adding Townsend is gonna is gonna push Yannick and uh, Wolf to another level. It also allows to move um, Punch inside more, which I and I think you also, Chris, believe that he's better off in the middle. So I think having him there is huge to have Velassi. And now. Where he'll play is another thing. And I know there was an article yesterday about he wants to leave because he's not playing forward. And I think that from what I've seen from, from the manager before, he kind of likes playing up front. But I, I would hate to see Yannick leave. I think Yannick is a, is a key part of his success in the past. You see how badly we played last year when he wasn't in the lineup. He may not score 20 goals a season, but he is, he is out there and he does create stuff for us. And I, I would really be upset if he was to leave. Yeah, um, there's every at the end of every season... Balassi is in the press about either leaving, about getting a new contract, about being unhappy. Right. Um, it it's that's no coincidence that that happens at the end of every season. No. Nope. You know what I mean? There is there is a there is a game there is a game being played there, right? Yep. He's um, a known player. That's why it's just yeah yeah no. It's not, I'm not crit- I'm not criticising them. What I'm what I'm saying is is that people shouldn't react too much to what's in the press. What does need talking about is is last season. Because I feel he's being heavily, heavily criticised for his performances last season, and really up until he got injured, he was doing pretty, pretty well. You know, he started scoring goals for a start. 
um, and, and was looking really dangerous week in, week out. And he's been a huge player for us up until that point. Got injured and then obviously had a, a, a horrible bereavement with it, losing his father, uh, you know, and, and the disruption that that caused. I don't think he ever properly fully recovered from that. He, he just certainly didn't play like the Yannick Bellassi we sort of we know and love since he got back from that. Do you think that's fair, Nick? Yeah, he did. He did have a very difficult time last season, but then he he can't hit a barn door, can he? When he shoots, and we need somebody who can can at least get the goal. He was getting closer, I suppose, as the season wore on. But is 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 one of these players? He's a superstar player. He's he's featured on FIFA. He's up for awards on the on the FIFA game on the franchise. Is is the one that everybody mentions as soon as you mention Palace, you know, it's really, really, really high profile. And because of that, that's why the the, the papers are printing absolute nonsense about it. But Unless, we... of course, he's living up to that, that, oh, look at me, I'm a superstar, I should be getting more, in which case mm-hmm. he should. He needs, a, he needs a run out and he needs needs to be bloody left alone to get on with it. Yeah, well, some, it's, some, some people it's seem to feel, now. some people seem to feel, Nick, that he, that he actually gets given too much leeway um, in how he's treated because of what he's done in the past at Palace. Uh, and there's a suggestion that, you know, he's been out of form for a while and, he, and he's no longer as important as he was. You know, I... Well, one I, would I, hope that with the competition of his plays with Townsend, Pardew can tell him, look, if you ain't going to sort yourself out, then I've got this other bloke yeah. here who can do it just as well. Now, unless you up your game... Um, then you're not going to get a get a start, and that that's what Pardew's done by getting an extra winger in. Yeah, so just as long as he doesn't rely on him being up front. Yeah, you know he he had a really great semi final against Watford, if you guys remember. I mean, a really good semi final, and I think that um the manager's trying to change how we play a little bit, which is why he's he's trying to play Yannick a little bit more up front with Wickham because I thought they, they really played well together and I think that's that's what we're looking to see this year I think we're going to see more of Yannick playing behind the, the main striker whether that be Wickham or whoever comes in I think you'll see Townsend and Zaha wide and then that that leaves the question of who's it going to be in the middle is it going to be Kabai, MacArthur, Punch out of those three so I think the way we, we play is going to be a little different I think Yannick is going to be key to that unless of course uh, something happens and he gets sold hmm. yeah I, I don't know I I, personally, again, I said this in, in the commentary yesterday, I can't see Velassi getting the, the move to the, to a big club, right? Which, is what, he, which is what he would need uh, for, for to pay the money that, that he's worth to us as a player. You know, you, you're talking about a big club. His ambition, you're probably talking about, you know, someone who's playing European football, that kind of stuff. I just don't see it. I don't see which club he's going to go to. Um, I, I just think Palace is his club. I think we... The way we play, the kind of whole atmosphere and ethos of, of this football club is is what's got the best out of Yannick Bellassi. I can still remember the day we signed him and a, and a, a mate of mine who supported Plymouth laughing at me, saying he's an, abs- he's an absolute joke. You know, he's, he's got yeah, he's got a couple of tricks, but no brain, doesn't know what he's doing. And you know, <laughs> two seasons later, the guy's being talked about as a twenty million pound footballer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but it's still a perfect description, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be nice. Be nice. 
you know, he was leaving the moves away. And there's also been silly little rumours about um, about Wilfred Zaha being unhappy and all that kind of stuff. I don't consider that the suggestions that either Blasi or Zaha are going anywhere to be anything like true. And I hope I'm proved correct on that. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, Patrick, Dan was linked with a move to Everton yet again, as he is every window. I think right. appointing him captain pretty much puts that one to bed. Uh, although rumours today... The Sun, uh, if you buy their papers, just stop it, seriously. <laughs> you know, I'm using my, this platform to push my own opinion, but, you know, you're you're just, you're, you're feeding a joke of a newspaper by buying it. It just, people just need to all club together and just go, hold on a second, you know, what are we actually, what are we actually doing here? And I'll, I'll tell you why it's a joke, because they've said today that Scott Dan hasn't agreed, hasn't got a new contract that he wanted, so therefore he's going to join Watford. What? <laughs> That's brilliant. I, I don't need to say any more than that, you know. Yeah, exactly. Can I just go back to Balassi? Um, no big clubs really, really have come in for him, have they? So does that tell you that they're having the same kind of that they're having the same kind of? Sorry, my son's just wandered in and worth think I don't know. Anyway, um, good stuff, Nick. But whether they've said that he's, he's not in form. He's not informed, so we haven't had anybody big coming in for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess, well, we don't know for certain that that's the case. I, I guess that that's the case, but um, I, don't, I don't know what that says, really. I said, well, what that says is maybe he's not as uh, as good as his agent thinks he is. I did notice that Jella's tweet I was talking about is um, you know, about what his agent thinks he should have as well. Um, you know, I would just ask which agent, because it seems to change every 20 minutes or so. Um, but there, look, there you go. Let's let's not get sort of bogged down in that. Like I say, it happens every single season. Every, uh, at the end of the year, you get a whole load of stuff in the press about Yannick. It'll be the same old Yannick on the football pitch. I think. You know, I, I do worry about playing him central, but we've got an entire season to moan about that. So <laughs> I'll leave. Yeah, that. sure. <laughs> uh, one last little bit that I want to touch on is obviously the players that we've brought in. I won't. It, I, the reason I won't want to talk about this for too long is that. Well, first of all, Mandanda, no one's not most of us haven't really seen anything of. You know, that's you can't we aren't talk about that as a signing because we don't really know what he's like. Seen the videos, uh, seen people talk to people who have seen him. You know, and all the talk is that he's a world class goalkeeper. Proof will be in the pudding. But in in essence, if we've signed a world class goalkeeper, that's a huge step up, isn't it, Patrick? Absolutely. <laughs> the fact that we'll, the fact that we'll have a, a, a another option. Hopefully to start makes me very happy. And it's not because I hate our current goalkeeper, by the way. I just prefer somebody else, just to go on the record again for the hundredth time. That was almost like a breakup conversation. It's, <laughs> it's not that I hate you. It's exactly. just uh, for somebody just, else. Yeah. For somebody exactly. else. <laughs> <laughs> Ever heard that before, Nick? Uh, too many times. <laughs> um, no. But um, Mandanda, 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 um, as excited about him as I was when Nigel Martin joined for a million quid back in the day. Wow. That's if, he's, if he's half as successful, uh, that will be a great signing. So, yeah, looking forward looking forward to seeing him in action. Obviously, that that's going to be delayed, just like Johan, um, because of uh, Euro 2016. They've got a couple of weeks to get up to speed. But, um, yeah, certainly that was a positive sign. Uh, very good signing. Uh, you know, came through the uh, West Ham Academy, a lifelong West Ham fan. Uh, played right back a lot there, and I think that's a, a key, Chris. I think the fact he can play both centre-half and right back are good for us, because I would be happy 
three or three place either positions uh, on a regular basis this year. I think we we need to upgrade at both right back and centre half. Um, I got to see him a little bit in Philadelphia because he he played the second half over here. Unfortunately, got hurt. That's why he hasn't played since. But uh, good in the air. You know, he can play a little football. I think he'll complement Dan very well. So I really like that signing. I think that was a key area for us. I'm really glad we signed him. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Again, I, just just to echo what you said, really, based on what I was talking about yesterday in the commentary, was, you know, I felt that I felt that the Ward was the weaker player in the back four if, when comparing compared to Delaney. I think his, you know, his uh, his place is probably more was more a threat. I'm not sure. You know, I, don't, I think I think Tompkins has been signed for the, for that kind of money at his peak to play centre back. I'd be very surprised if it is yeah. based. Um, but like you say, it gives us certainly gives us some options. And um, a few people suggesting we might have overpaid there in this market at his peak. Talks about as a potential England player. I don't really think so. Um, you know, I can I can see the argument, but I, I certainly don't really think that. Uh, yeah, I certainly don't really think we've overpaid. It's, uh, some West Ham fans have said that, but most of them were very, very sad to see him go. Um, and finally, I think the player we'll talk about the most of in terms of our signings was uh, Andrus Townsend. Uh, yeah. Most impressive player in pre-season, in my view. Yeah, I, I you know what a funny thing I I actually didn't like him. Uh, as a player up to last season, um, I was I always unimpressed that he went on he went on loan so many times that I couldn't figure out why he couldn't stay at one club. But after seeing him play against us last year, obviously that great goal scoring a free kick, and just seeing him play and how he actually in a, on a team that was a bunch of misfits and guys that didn't care to see how well he played last year at Newcastle, it showed me a lot. And I've watched him a lot during preseason, and he's got a lot about him. I mean, he's obviously got got a lot of skill, got very good vision. He's an excellent, you know, cross of the ball, both left and right foot. I know he plays on the right side, even though he's left footed, so like he can cut inside. Got a good shot on him, so I think he's going to be a very good addition. I just like the way he plays. Again, I wasn't a big fan before the, before we bought him, but having seen <laughs> him now in person, I think I like what I see out of him a lot. Yeah. Very quickly, Nick, your thoughts on the signing of Andrus Townsend? Well, potentially could have been at the Euros, couldn't he? Because he's, he's that sort of quality. Um, I'm very excited to, to have him at Palace because we're getting top draw players now. It's Definitely. great. All right, good stuff. Uh, we'll leave the transfer chat uh, and squad chat there for now. Um, only a short while to go. Just a quick mention of uh, the Valencia game that, that happened yesterday. Hopefully, you'd uh, you got a chance to. If you didn't, if you weren't there for the game at Sellers Park, uh, you either streamed it or, as most sensible people should have done, listened to our marvelous commentary, which it did get difficult by the end. Was that did that come across, Patrick? <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, but I thought you guys, honestly, just not saying it, just saying it. Yeah, I thought you, you, Albert and Ben, did a great job. I listened to it and got to watch a dodgy stream, so it complimented it very well. So thank you for that. Ah, good stuff. Uh, glad you enjoyed it. No, it's a very enjoyable day out. And again, just want to mention uh, my thanks to Palace um, for letting us do that. Obviously, didn't have to give us the, the skybox and let, let us commentate. For them, so, but they did. And um, just mention there uh, that you can book Sellers Park for your um, your own events if you go to sellers-park.co.uk uh, you can hire it out for weddings imagine getting married at sellers park how amazing would that be talked about imagine having us commentate on your wedding yesterday but um yeah <laughs> horrific horrific idea that was uh, but also you know any business meetings all that kind of stuff it's all very very important the commercial side of the of the uh, business so why not why not do some uh, do some stuff at palace there you go that's why i'm a professional in terms of advertising things it's good wasn't it 
anyway that's uh <laughs> that's a quick mention but actually game just i really i'm going to summarize it there's no point uh reviewing a, a pre-season game in all honesty most people have spent the last couple of days reading about it if they haven't seen it anyway because we're all starved as part of palace action well i will say it was a it, it didn't actually feel in the first half like a pre-season game it was it was a very competitive game from, from start to finish but it didn't feel it felt like Palace were really at the races and that came across in, in the scoreline and the performance. Early doors, you know, Valencia, good side, played well, tried to pass it through us a lot. But basically, you know, we, we broke on them brilliantly. Connor Wickham, you know, if we do start the season with him as our only, uh, only striker, as long as he stays fit, we're not going to be missing out too much. He's He looked really sharp, really, really sort of, uh, you know, led the line brilliantly. So lots to be positive about there if we go into the game against West Brom with just him. Um, but generally, a lot, a lot of good performances. Townsend was, was excellent, I thought. Um, and off the bench, I will me- it was, was briefly mentioned earlier, Luke Dreyer, I thought. Uh, he put the ball over for Keshi Anderson, who got fouled to, for the penalty that Jednak put away to make it uh, 3-0 at the time. Um, but but he has got some seriously impressive natural vision. That That's something, that you you know, it's not coached, it's just there. Um, looks a very, very intelligent footballer. And it will be interesting to see how he develops. Uh, and interesting that he's, you know, he's made the bench in the squad a couple of times. Obviously well thought of, and you can see why. Very excited about his prospects. Um, so we have it. Palace won the game three one. Um, good way to sort of finish off the preseason program. Obviously, there's a game tomorrow night against Farnborough, but I think we'll probably see twenty ones in that game. So I don't think there'll be too much more of the first team uh, out playing until we uh, until we see what, what happens uh, at how we line up against West Brom. One small uh, potential negative was, of course, perhaps Suarez going off injured, seemingly a hamstring injury. But after the game, Millen didn't make too much of a mention of it, so maybe a precaution there um we're going to do very very quick season predictions um it's very difficult we haven't completed our business in the window but guys how do you think it's going to go this season where will we finish where do we think we'll finish and where do we think we should finish there you go it's two two different answers maybe the same answer patrick it's a good question based on the current squad what i think we'll finish probably anywhere between 15 and 18 where we should finish if we sign a striker, I would say anywhere between 8 and 12. So I really think it depends on getting that striker because we all know how much we struggled for goals last year. So without a striker, there's no way we can finish in the, in the top 15 at all. I'd be happy to just stay up if we don't get a striker. Fair play. Nick? Last season, I predicted after the first few day, games, I was convinced we were going to finish fourth. But I'm not going to be that... Um, excitable this year I I think mid-table I'd be more than happy with mid-table um, but it, the Premier League to finish mid-table every year and, and that's the best you hope for it's a bit sad isn't it so I mean I hope we go higher and I hope we can have a bit of a run like we did last year but truth be told we're about halfway as good as everybody else in that league aren't we or halfway yeah. better a bit sad Nick to finish mid-table really is that sad for you well, it, I guess you just means boring, it's, in a way. <laughs> boring? No, it's, 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 in the championship, it's boring. Not in the Premier League, it's not anyway. Well, it's not when you're winning, is it? If you win the league or you go up in the playoffs, you've got that excitement. But to the, it's I not drudgery. I'm not, not excited about the start of the season. And I'll talk more about that on the uh, the podcast we're going to do later on in the week. Yeah. Yeah. That's of course, yeah, later on in the week, that's the Friday preview podcast that will be 
be winging its way to all you well so make sure you subscribe actually so it uh, arrives on friday you can listen to it before the game it's pretty pointless to listen to it after the game so get subscribing uh through your various means they might, iTunes or whatever. If, they might want to see if we were right oh right, well i guess so yeah good point <laughs> um for for my prediction we're overrunning already first show back we're overrunning mike is going to kill me uh so I think that uh, difficult one where we will finish. I think we're. I think probably fourteenth. I'm going to say because I'm feeling a little bit negative at the moment. Uh, where we should finish if we complete all our business in the transfer uh, market and you know and and everyone plays how they should. I think we should be we should be a top ten team. I think uh, you know probably eighth. I think probably eighth best Ooh. team if we go out and uh, sign the players we should be signing. Uh, you know, we've got to be ambitious. We've got to push it. And I'll be honest with you, I've had a, I've had a tenor on us to finish top four as well. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> you have not, have you? I have, yeah. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't, and I haven't bet the opposite of us to go down either. So uh, <laughs> that's what I usually do. Okay, so, uh, yeah, just, well, I, we'll have a little break for the four-word previews. Well remembered. Jason McElhenney, same crap excuses again. Nick Edwards, Podu sack by Palace. Chris Marshall, no strikers, no goals. Stephen Goldring, we need a striker. Daniel Babington Brown, I take 17th now. Paul Foster, buy a bloody striker. Simon Pizzi. Why all the negativity? Stephen Francis, give it our best. Uriel Hedaire Miller, hard you sign some strikers. Daniel Gardner, same as last season. Amor Petroy, same old palace side. Tim Warren, who scored goals? Hazel Hurd-White, desperate for a striker. Dan Scott, much promise, same position. Jonathan Mulligan, couldn't score in a brothel. Darren Williams, usual nail-biting roller coaster. Mike Goddard, gonna win the league. Tony King. Lucky to avoid drop. Simon Martin, lack of goals, unfortunately. Charlie Adams, well, not that, never mind. Hard set before Xmas. Anthony Nuttall. Where's our new striker? Rob Duncan, a very slow start. Lee Bowman, struggling for goals again. After a 3 1 win. Tom Flaherty. Cards gone before Xmas. Homesdale Radio, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. Okay, we are sponsored by FanDuel, the next generation of fantasy football. And now I'm going to give you just a little bit of information to help you along in joining what is uh, a replacement for your the sort of standard fantasy football leagues where you, you pick a team and you sort of stuck with it throughout the course of a season? Uh, 
Fangio's completely different. Forget season-long commitments. Fangio leagues last just one day or one weekend, uh, meaning a fresh start and a new chance to win every week. Uh, if you want further information on this, do go to hlradio.net forward slash Fangio, which will contain all of the information I'm going to give you now. Uh, I'll talk about it in, in a bit more, more detail in a bit, but basically you pick your team from the weekend's fixtures, any formation you want, just stay under the virtual, uh, it says salary cap in my notes, it's not a salary, it's a virtual transfer fee cap of £100 million. Uh, the values of players change every week, so you need to be on point with your picks, like it. <laughs> on point with your picks, that sounds American, Patrick. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, right. Um, so it's up to you, if you uh, bear in mind, you, you there's uh, both free and paid leagues, so you don't actually have to put any money in yourself. Um, but you, a lot of the leagues are sort of paid to enter. There's a set number of people involved in each league, you, and they'll give you their sort of prize table if you like. Um, you'll see it if you just download the app. But um, like I say, um, not forcing anyone to sort of gamble is what we're getting at, really, because there are free leagues. So there's a special offer for any new users. If you enter the promo code Palace. Um, while you're signing up, Fangio will will refund your entry fee if you lose up to a value of £10, which gives you double the chance to prove yourself as the ultimate football manager. So basically, it's a case of, it's, it, you know, it works like any other uh, fantasy football league. Um, you know, you pick from, from a variety of players uh, within the value of £100 million. But what's different about it, and what I did over the course of the Euros was a beta tester for it, um, and the player the player point scoring system is based on the Optus stats. So, for example, you know you learn quite early on that picking a, a keeper who's not going to be particularly busy just because he keeps keeps clean sheet doesn't mean he's going to score particularly highly. So you actually have to pick a keeper who's going to make a lot of saves. So you go for go for so it's all based on the fixture. So I would you know my keeper selection for example would be who's in a rubbish team playing a good team. He's going to have to make loads and loads of saves and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, I've, I've bloody put Joe Hart in my team. Tell me that now. <laughs> well, there you go, mate. This is this is why you need to listen to us about how you play it. Because I think, you know, a lot of people sort of had, have had a look and said, you know, I don't really don't really get it. How do I play it? It's, it's, it's a very, very technical game, you know. And again, so, so midfield, for example, it's not really just about uh, picking a... a player who sort of drifts in and out of the game and might pip, pop up with a goal now and then you want someone who's contributing box to box creating chances making tackles gaining interceptions getting man of the match it's all about the opta stats so it's yeah, actually make I, sure you pick jordan much kid. <laughs> yeah make sure you pick jordan much so you know it's it's i found it very very challenging you know in terms of formations um i went three four three initially because i thought obviously higher scoring players load up the uh, load it up with attacking players and i really struggled particularly as early on in the euros the um the forwards were having a bit of a nightmare they weren't really seeing much of the ball and weren't scoring any goals so really really struggled but, uh, but it picked up later on i changed to a three five two packed a few defensive midfielders in there along with uh like the likes of ramsey and bale for wales when they were going well they did pretty well in the end it's uh, it's a very very competitive game and like you say because it resets every week Oh, it's, you get you get a new chance every week to do it. It's, it's very. I'll, I'll bid hard at the first opportunity. Yeah, bid, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, you actually you do. Uh, you can enter multiple tournaments. Um, you know, uh, when, when you, each week, uh, like I say, what, I think there's only there's one a week that's about two thousand people in it that you um, 
that you enter and that's the free to enter tournament so obviously that's very popular and i think it's like the top couple of hundred people will win some money that gets credited to your account withdraw money at any time all that kind of stuff uh, just get involved go to holradio.net forward slash fanjul for more information we're, we're always here to help you if you need any sort of guidance on how to play as well you can just contact us uh via our website website not website website holradio.net and there's a there's a uh, probably forward slash contact will help you out there at the end so um yeah hopefully that's uh giving you a little bit of an insight into what fan jewel is you'll be hearing much more about that every week from us to about how we're doing and there might be a chance later on when we work out how to set it up for you to go head to head for for money potentially <laughs> against one of the uh one of the panel as well there's all sorts we can do with it it's a very very exciting um new fantasy football game there you go good stuff i've got myself forget, excited chris. about it yeah don't forget chris if if, if you're not having fun anymore it's time to stop absolutely absolutely there's that is true don't ever it if you know i've i've you know, I like i like a bet every now and then but you never bet more than you can afford to lose no I was, I was talking about the show mate oh ha 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 <laughs> glad, glad you're back nick really am uh, don't forget uh, there'll be a uh this obviously podcast will be out fairly soon with a additional 10 minutes or so either side of the either side of the main body of the show so you know download it and listen to that as well if you're listening live and uh also don't forget that preview podcast will be out later in the week as well being recorded friday hopefully out same day uh thank you very much for joining us this week we'll be back properly next week cheers bye bye let's talk about the next generation of fantasy football at fanjul you select a team of premier league players for a single day's fixtures that means you're not locked in for the whole season you can play watch and win in one day when your players nail it on the pitch you rack up points and jump up the real money leaderboard fanjul's scoring system uses opta stats to reflect every player's true on-field contribution so outscore your opponents and win cash for your football expertise every premier League match day with FanDuel and just for Homesdale radio listeners we've got an extra special offer right now when you sign up use the promo code palace that means if you don't make money in your first contest FanDuel will refund your entry fee up to 10 pounds so go to fanduel.co.uk and use the promo code palace to grab the offer now what are you waiting for terms apply over 18s only please play responsibly Hope you enjoyed that. What a wonderful show that was, uh, you know. Um, and uh, we're well, again, like I said at the, in the intro, really, we don't really have a, a huge amount to talk about it being pre-season and all that sort of stuff. So uh, having seen how well the questions went in the, in the intro, I'm going to start with, uh, with a question for you, Nick. Now, your question, it's, uh, it's an either-or question, just like we gave Patrick. Uh, and it's... Uh, so would you rather experience a sharp pain in your side each time someone says your name or have a bell sound each time you're aroused? Poor old brother of mine. I won't give his Twitter name. Um, but, um, I remember my dear old dad once saying, um, uh, son was about, uh, brother was about 14, that if you play with yourself too often, it means air's going the palms of your hand and poor brother's walking out of the room looking at his hands. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Answer the question, Nick. Yeah. I can't remember the question. What was the question? Yeah, Something yeah. about bells. 
It, to be honest with you, I asked you the question purely to do the bell joke. I'll be honest <laughs> with you there. The question was, would you rather experience a sharp pain in your side each time someone says your name or have a bell sound each time you're aroused? Um, well, it'd have to be the bell sound because it'd go off about once a week. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> if it only goes off once a week, can it be Big Ben? <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Mate, you can call your cock what you like. <laughs> oh, dear. do we need to beep that word? I'm, I don't know. I, it, it's, it's getting. It's making it sound bad for me. <laughs> As we're recording this, it is past the watershed. I do apologise for my smuttiness. Um, yeah, there you go. That was interesting, wasn't it? Can I just plug the pre-season show next week? Yeah, of course you can, mate. I don't know how many I'll be presenting, but I was the only one available to do it. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've got people coming from rival podcasts to discuss the opposition. And it will be a real hate fest delivered to your inbox on Friday because we're playing a police team. If he's still their manager by that time. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'll be nervous until the day before, won't they? Um, they should be. It's weird how the um, all the Midlands team have been taken over by Chinese people. Is that weird? Well, it's just the the, uh, the fact that they're all Midlands teams. Yeah. And they're not dotted about. Yeah, all right. We'll give you that. Just an observation. All right, mate. So uh, make sure you do uh, get in contact. You can just say you don't have to wait to the, the day of a show. Contact, contact us at any time via the website, hlradio.net. Um, probably forward slash contact will get you there. If you do want to subscribe to this rather than just sort of download it manually every week, go to hlradio.net forward slash subscribe. Um, like I say, because now you're getting two podcasts a week, it's probably a good thing to do that so you uh, get to listen to the preview podcast before uh, the game at the, at the weekend and all that kind of stuff. Um, and also, do get in touch to sort of help shape the shows. Uh, if you've got some views on how you, how you think the season's going or whatever, you get in touch with the main show. If you've want to talk about how we're going to approach the next game, get in touch with the preview show. Plenty to get involved in. And, of course, don't forget to sign up for FanDuel. Uh, I'll be talking about that every single week um, and hopefully uh, get as many of you on board as possible. Uh, go to hlradio.net forward slash FanDuel. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be our transfer bell or are we going to have a cowbell again this year? It's got to be cowbells, mate. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Who we signed? Who we signed? I can't watch skiing anymore because I think we've signed somebody about 15 times a run. Um, because of cowbells on the, <laughs> on the slide. Um, can I, I forgot to ask this question to Patrick and Chris in the show, listeners. Um, are you as excited about this season as you were last season? Uh, it, it's, do you know what? It's, it's such a weird question because had you asked me that the sort of day after we'd signed, you know, got the last of the, of the three summer signings um, so far... I'd have said I'm, you know, 20 times more excited. We look like we're going to, you know, but I have been sort of browbeaten by the sort of the negativity around, it's been a bit of negativity around pre-season performances, which is always ridiculous when you actually think about it logically. And, and the negativity and the and the genuine concern around uh, the, the striker situation has left me feeling a little bit, shall we say, apprehensive and, uh, and a bit more negative than usual. So that, that that's my answer. Not No, I'm not, but I should be probably. Oh, interesting. And in this weird host kind of presenter reversal, Patrick, what what do you think? Are you more excited? No, not really. I've gone a little complacent from us being in the Premier League, so I'm I'm ha- obviously happy we're there, but I really haven't gotten over the FA Cup loss, to be honest with you. Um, you know, having, you know, 
flight flown over twice, you know, the semi and the final. Actually, I keep saying semi, Jeremy Thummy. The semi? Is that how you guys say it in, in England? Semi-final? Yeah, semi-final. If, 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 if I have the semi, a bell goes off. <laughs> yeah, we've got a previous question. Uh, so I'm not as excited. I'm excited, but not as excited. And again, last year when we signed Kabai, it was like a big deal. We haven't really signed anybody of that, of that kind of... Uh, ilk so if we sign Benteke or someone big a big strike I'll get more excited but I'm not really that excited for the season but I'm looking forward to it yeah I, I, I agree it's kind of that complacency of right yeah. what is it fourth fourth season exactly yeah yep. and you know we can't see us making more progress than we did last year although you'd hope for it but playing Liverpool playing Man United whatnot it's, it's kind of old hat now isn't it it's, it's lost its luster and yeah. to actually I didn't really take much notice of the Premier League when we were a championship team because you don't in much the same way. I haven't really taken much notice of the championship. And it's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> it is in a way. I know, I know what you mean, yeah. And, and whatnot. It doesn't feel as not real as the wrong thing. And don't get me wrong, the quality of football is so much, much, much better and you are seeing great footballers, but it feels more of a product than it does kind of... Yeah. There is that. I think we've got. I think we've weirdly we've got to do a bit of adjusting as a, as a fan base. We did when we came up again. It was all. It all felt like a bit of a bonus. We couldn't quite believe we got, went up the way we did. Exactly. You know, everything. Every game was almost. A, you know, didn't matter what the result was. We felt like we'd won it. You know, it was. It was very different. And we've got this. The sort of the gradual progress. And we finally for the probably, well for the first time since we went up, we've we've gone a bit backwards in the league in terms of the position. Yeah, we got to a, to a cup final. Yes, that still hurts, but you know, I've never watched the highlights back, and I never will. And <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. so it's it's gone. It's it's gone. It's done. And but yeah, there's this there's a bit of apprehension around us getting used to the fact that we're we're a side that's bidding for thirty million pound players, but we've got to. But how difficult that is when you're doing that sort of stuff, you know, week in, say week in, week out. If you're doing that sort of stuff on a regular basis, I suppose you, you probably, if you're used to that kind of transfer, it, it probably wouldn't get quite as impatient. I mean, look at Pogba to Man United. That's been going on all summer. Exactly. All summer. I'm so and sick of that. Even now, it's just about, just about, he's great, you know, he's having his medical and what have you. That's, can you imagine how Palace fans would be? Oh my uh, God. Imagine you know, that, that being us. So we've, we've got yeah we've got to make that adjustment I think and, and that's that's where we are now so I think if if we we look at it if you get it sort of take a step back take the emotion out of it we're actually showing real ambition and that's what people were craving so we're actually giving people what they wanted and not only that we're we're showing that we have progressed and we are progressing and we have got a clear plan in place so really we should be happy but it's just it's just odd it's just an odd feeling at the moment but um i'm sure once the season kicks off we get back to it um i'm sure people uh, things will pick up unless the results are bad <laughs> anyway that, uh, that's your lot um we're obviously uh, back with the the review show on on the sunday which i might be producing as well as presenting but um we'll see what happens there uh should potentially i'm not going to say definitely but potentially have a an interview with steve Parrish on that show uh, and coming soon after that will be an interview with paddy mccarthy thanks very much for downloading we'll speak to you again soon bye it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in?
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.